think this is the latest that we've started in a minute. I know. Got too much to talk about off the podcast. But we're here, thriving in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Did That's we add that to our, to our thing? <laughs> Future merch. Tell us if you want it. <laughs> you know, it would be cute if we made like a... Like a little mug that said thriving in this shit and just have some vegetables popping. <laughs> yes, that would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. Hey. Hello. How do we uh, start this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know. Like this, is our, this is our first time. What are we doing? <laughs> I know. It feels like our first time almost. Um. I just feel like this has been a very weird weekend already. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to get into the group of it. I've been cleaning all day, so. It's all right. We can just like ease on into it. Welcome. Welcome to Haunted or Hoax. That is a great job. Thank you. I'm taking it really slow. Really job. Really steady. I'm Kristen. And I am Jennifer. And we're hoping that you're having a wonderful day when you're listening to this. Yes. Happy Tuesday if you're listening to this on Tuesday. And happy whatever fill-in-the-blank day it is here if you're not listening on Tuesday. Exactly. Let's go, you know, happy Labor Day, happy Halloween, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Start this, all the holidays. We hope you're having fun. Yeah, whatever day it is, we hope you're having a great one today. That's uplifting. That's a great that is, start. That's a good positive, positive start. So what are we doing today? We're doing a very frustrating story. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the hot, the hot mansion in Michigan. Not H-O-T, not yeah. H-A-W-T, H-A-U-G-H-T. The hot. best way of spelling. Yes. Hot. Hot. <laughs> There's something what hot about is that. I don't hot. know. Hot. <laughs> Very posh. I don't know how to say it. Otherwise, hot. <laughs> hot. I don't know. That's just how I've been pronouncing it. This Sometimes Michigan I like mansion. to, you know, spice it up a little bit and say hout. Hout. But regardless, it's a mansion in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um. And this is going to be really short and sweet, not so sweet, but definitely short. I think that like, this is just a very good showcase of listicles online of like, what Mm -hmm. is an actual haunted place are crap. (laughs) They don't talk to you, BuzzFeed. Yes. So let's just get right into this because mine is super, super short and sweet. Oh, great. Um, Not great, but I'm glad yours is short because mine is too. (laughs) So basically, this mansion first appeared in a photographer's book called 13, An American Horror Story, Seth Lawless. And I will go ahead and just read the legend. Just tell me. Okay. I can't wait. So I got a really good blurb about this. Um, from a 
Facebook post, actually. Oh, boy. Which they took. So the Facebook page was Guadalajara Paranormal, uh, Leandes Urbanas, Relatos y Historias de Terror, um, which basically translates to urban legends, horror stories. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a Guadalajara Facebook page. Um, but they took most of their information from relatoscortos.org. Um, but this had a little bit more detail than anything else I found, weirdly enough. So they said the hot mansion sits on a rather neglected terrain where weeds and grass grow unevenly. Its windows have been covered up and dust has completely taken over the site, which hasn't been inhabited for years. The story tells that in 1941, this home was opened up as a brothel. Um, the business worked probably at the expense of the law, which I think means like it worked either around or the there were some police officers that were in on it. So it kind of operated on the outskirts of what was really legally allowed. It was seen supposedly the scene of several prominent men taking advantage of the brothel and the sex working that was going on there. Uh, supposedly there they were there to yield their lowest passions. Um, I saw in another article that there were some supposedly very degrading sort of these men kind of just did whatever they want to, to these women mm-hmm. um, sort of thing is going on inside the mansion. Like, like I said, everything was loud. There were rumors that women were hurt was not consensual just bad things and then the kind of legend goes that after the brothel there were there was a scandal involved involving um several of the women being reported as missing but when they searched the floors like the floors where the women usually stayed they didn't find anything but when police went down into the basement they found several bodies. Hmm. Some were beginning to decay. Others seemed more recent. They had all been stripped of their clothing and showed cuts on their torso area, making a perfect circle. The police ordered everyone to evacuate the scene, and the bodies were apparently moved to the morgue. Although the murderers were never found, the investigation supposedly went cold, and that was that some people say that it was like a bloody satanic ritual it was witches involved some sort of demonic sort of sacrifice uh the bad arts were supposedly practiced within the brothel Mm. and then it was forgotten what was that show or movie was that saw where they would get a puzzle piece cut out of their skin (gasps) or was that a criminal lines episode Maybe that was a Criminal Minds episode. I'm going through Criminal Minds again for the 50th time um, currently, but I haven't gotten to an episode like that. Or is it a Bones episode? Oh, I don't know, but that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, But uh, Perfect Circle, it just made me think like, uh, you know, one of those things that you have to make the perfect, perfect circle with in a geometry? Compass? 
Yeah, but isn't it called a protractor? That's to measure an angle. Oh. Don't they, can't you just make a, a circle with it too? I mean, if you do one side and then the other. Listen, but I like failed the... geometry three times. <laughs> so. the, the thing that you're thinking of that has like the pencil at the end and then the yeah. point at the other end and you can change the angle. Yeah. It's called a compass. Oh, well, they just put like their tiny little knife at the end of it and then make the circle that way. Ew, that kind of made me a little nauseous. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. Radial multifunction compass. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure that that was used to make the perfect circle out of these people's bodies. And one one legend I saw it was women. One legend I saw was men. It might have been both. I don't know. And then the mansion was kind of just boarded up. Nobody wanted to buy it because of its past, apparently, and its appearance, which it does look pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, neighbors have claimed to hear mysterious noises coming from the interior. Sometimes uh, it sounded like the brothel was still functioning. And when they cleared out this this place, objects would be lost. Like they wouldn't be able to find something as they were, I guess, cleaning this place out. And then like later on, they would find it in a different place. Mm-hmm. Icelanders would call that those elves. I call them little goblins when I lose my glasses like that. But this place, I guess, was really pulled up as a actual horror-haunted sort of location by Seth Lawless. I guess the story was kind of urban legend around the area, but didn't really get boosted until this book came out. And, like, besides him, nobody has gone in and investigated this place. I couldn't find anything on Reddit. I went seven pages into Google. Could not oh, find one man. place. It, one place. Searched YouTube. Found a video of another haunted mansion in Michigan. But it wasn't this one of somebody investigating. I went on Instagram. This is the only Facebook post I was able to find. Literally, except for this telling in this Seth Lawless book, there is no nothing to support this place as a haunted haunted location except for the neighbors saying oh yeah we hear like people still going on in there or something which might not be ghosts (laughs) yeah it could be people squatting there or teenagers breaking into a place to scare themselves Mm -hmm. we know how they like to trespass we're talking to you talking right to you but i feel like if this place has this story zach bagans would be all over this i feel like you know what i'm saying yeah, but did you see the back end of it? No, I've only seen the creepy front end. Oh. Is it just gone? You gotta wait for the back. Oh. <laughs> it's like missing completely. Oh, well, even better. Like, girl is creepy in the front and just a hot mess in the back. <laughs> well, that explains some things. But I was like, because I was like, this is creepy, but it's a kind of creepy, still Victorian building. I would think that they would renovate it but i guess not if that's that's the case in the back um but yeah literally just the legend of it being a brothel and these bodies were found and there's some creepy noises that's all you have to go on and it's on a bunch of lists as like a haunted house as a horror house as a just a a place where spirits linger but there's nothing to support it 
And do I even know if the it was actually a brothel or if it was actually a place where people were murdered? I don't know. And that's why I'm going to defer to you because the only other interesting thing I found about it was in 2016, it was in Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. How interesting. <laughs> so, you know, it's famous that way. It's kind of creepy looking. So that's what they used it for, I guess, the backdrop. I didn't watch Batman versus Superman and Donna Justice. I heard it was really bad. So <laughs> sorry if you liked that movie. That's it. That is it. Wowza. I wasn't able I wasn't even able to find like like a doctored picture. So what you're telling you. me is you think this place is really haunted. I think it's just too scary for people to go into. Probably people a are too yes. It needs to be marked on our map as a, a portal to hell. Also, who's working on that? Can we get yeah. can we get a DM, please? Yes, please <laughs> message us if you're working on that map, please. But I mean, that's that's oh. really it. But but I'll, I'll get into it a little bit later once we hear what you have to say because it's just I have I have something else to say. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna take a quick break. <laughs> we're gonna take a 10, 10 minutes into this podcast break <laughs> <laughs> we are exhausted <laughs> and we will be right back oh hi there this is kate and i'm dominic and we are your hosts of shitting bricks the podcast every week we'll bring you an episode of what makes people shit bricks is it a fear of death deep water running out of wine cannibalism. We take a warp look at these topics using examples from history that are the epitome of some scary shit. You can find us on all the regular podcast streaming services like Apple, Spotify and Google for exclusive content including behind the scenes nuggets, links to weekly topics and maybe even merch in the future. Head to Shitting Bricks Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. But for now, drop your dax, pop a squat and let's get into it. How bummed are we going to be if that whole first part is gone? I guess not. Wow, what a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) I had so much to say. You spoke it so beautifully. We'll never be the same. I I am proud of myself that I didn't get too tripped up on the... You did a great job, actually. Thank you. I'll try. If I butchered it, I'm sorry. (laughs) As a white woman, I feel like your Spanish pronunciation was very good. <laughs> Thank you. As a fellow white woman, I tried my very sincerest and best. So, oh, Ancestry.com actually emailed me and they were like, oh, we have done some new like algorithms and stuff. When we've updated your your thing, check out your new results. Turns out Italian? I'm even, no, I'm even oh. more white. <laughs> they just narrowed down my whiteness a little bit more. <laughs> I have a, I have actual like su- Swedish in me that they were like, oh, let's bring out this strand. So nope, Susan magnified that one strand a little bit more. Is that <laughs> right. nope, nope? She's still white. <laughs> That's Switzerland in there. All right. Well, we're gonna make this great. It's gonna we're be gonna, good. It's okay. Great. Um, my. I, like you, could not find anything. I did find an article, but it wasn't 
much to be found. I mostly used the nailhead.com link that you sent me earlier. Yeah. I scoured through other, but they were all talking about this legend and no history. This individual actually sourced his resources. So that was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and he structured it very well. This is the back of the house. I'm sending this to you in our chat. Okay. Yikes. This is the front of the house, circa 2015, without the heavy HDR editing. Yikes. The back kind of looks like a tornado, like, went through it, right? Yeah, like something. Like, yeah, it's sort just of something happened, yeah. Um, it's just sad. It, it looked like it, it could have been, it was, it used to be a really, really beautiful building. We'll get there. Okay. So it seems the hot mansion should actually be called the Glover House, named after Mr. Henry Glover. According to Nailhead, the house appears to have been built in the 1870s or 1880s, but they didn't have any way to confirm that, like the actual dates. Mm -hmm. It was noted on the parcel maps they were looking at that it was a, quote, rooming house, which one could assume would be a boarding house. Henry Glover built the house and lived there with his wife and seven children. He did die in the house July 7th, 1892, Mm. according to the Detroit Free Press. I did find the article on that. He was 80 years old. Wow. He lived a nice long life. He did. He also was in the dry goods industry, but made his money in real estate. Well, you can't all be grocers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever let anybody tell you you can't. The 1885 Detroit, I'm just going to go through the owners, Detroit Blue Book, the society directory for the city of Detroit. So it shows James Henry Glover, a chemist, mm. residing at 81 Edmund Place, which is the original address of the house. James was the eldest son of Henry Glover. So that was in 88, 1885, him living there. Then in 1900, a catalog of the Delta Kappa Epsilon fraternity mm. showed that he also lived in the house. So it seems like he stayed in there a couple years after his father's death. A 1906 copy of the Harper Hospital Bulletin shows a Miss Maud Arkle living at the house. Okay. Maybe a nurse employed by a hospital nearby. 1911, a Fred O. Ebling lived in the house, an employee of the Michigan Central Railroad. There were a couple other people that, like, were just just people living there. On January 1st, 1921, the city of Detroit went through and renumbered all of its dresses. I'm sure everybody was really happy about that and it didn't cause any confusion. I can just only imagine. But the Glover home went from being (laughs) 81 Edmund Place to 229 Edmund Place, not even a remotely close number. Um, Run up up the street numbers. So, yes. So that's where the current address came from. Gotcha. A 1922 issue of Good Housekeeping contains an ad whose fine print appears to indicate that the Ebby Coal Company was located at 229 Ebden Place. Mm -hmm. But that's all that we know about that. The only other, like, weird, slightly suspicious thing I could find, they could find, was another Free Press article that states November of 1922... 
A Mrs. Louisa Lemon died here at the corner of Edmund Place and John R. Street. She was hit by a taxi. She was a resident of 227 Edmund Place, which was right next door. So maybe there's like an American horror story thing where she like, you know, army crawled her way onto the lawn and her spirit got stuck. I mean, that could be true. I mean. No, it's not. <laughs> um, what she... in the great Gatsby is this? <laughs> <laughs> she got hit by a taxi and she died. So then there, this is a 1970s picture of the house. Hey. Okay. Still kind of good shape. And I kind of like, like, I feel like there's a lot of medical professionals that have lived here because it looks like there's a guy sitting in a doctor's coat on the front porch, right? Yeah. yeah. Another nod at American Horror Story. Anyway, so a 2007 article in Crane's Detroit Business reported that the 229 Edmund Place had been bought by the Brush Park Conservatory of Music and Fine Arts. Fancy. Apparently this thing did not work out. Oh. The acoustics were just awful. I mean, have you seen the house? (laughs) It just dissolves in the back of the house for whatever reason. (laughs) Just carries. According to another post on what looks like a blog in 2013, the house was put on the city's demolition list. And the Detroit Historic District Commission apparently had a hearing on the transfer of the lot in August of 2015. This individual goes on to state that as if all of this research wasn't enough, the Brush Park Preservation Society has also said on their Facebook page that there were never any bodies found in this house, nor any truth to the phony story about the 1940s brothel. I would also like to mention brothels were outlawed in 1910. (laughs) Um, But... There is a light at the end of this tunnel. Okay. Not for ghost stories. I'm sorry. All of that looks like defunct. Not true. But we all love a good remodel, right? Mm-hmm. If you go on to the Henry Glover House Project on Facebook, <gasps> you can see what these individuals are doing to restore the house. And just keep on scrolling like you'll see stairs and stuff. But there is a picture where they, on August 7th, realized we never posted a photo of finished copper-adorned small front small oval windows. This picture made me so happy. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, they have new roofing, new windows, new copper lining. It just made me smile. This bathroom is gorgeous, too. It looks like they're actually going to turn it into apartments. I would love that. That's what I was thinking. This would be a great, like, little historic place to have a a studio apartment in. Yeah, like a little flat. Yeah. Oh, I love love that. Happy ending. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's talk shit about Seth Wallace. (laughs) Listen, why would you make up this story? I just don't understand to sell your book. That's what I can. That's the only thing I can come up with. Well, yeah. I mean, why do, why does anybody come up with any of these ghost stories that time and time again, it's a creepy house. So it has to be haunted. Like 
this goes all the way back to episode one, girl. I know, but it's just so disappointing. It's just so disappointing. Like, I get it. I know that paranormal investigation has, like, blown up into a very, like, sensational entertainment sort of thing. But, like, this is a haunted history sort of podcast anyway. And it's more interesting when the history matches up with what you're mm-hmm. saying. It's like, wow, this this really happened. So there's some yeah. credence to this. When you're just making things up, it bumps me out. <laughs> it, it's just like, okay, well, then... I can't trust anything that you say. I can't trust any of these other houses that you've taken pictures of because you're clearly okay with just lying. <laughs> you just take pictures that are pretty and then put some creepy pasta with them. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. This was just like a Reddit urban legend that you just stuck onto a random house. <laughs> so, I don't know. Good job, I guess. <laughs> Not really. I mean, it doesn't bother me as much as when they take, like, real people and twist that story. True. Like, those stories in Fernandina Beach really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. But it's still just, like, why can't you just take pictures of neat abandoned houses and call it that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, people would still love to see it. That's a horrible thing to make up, too. There's a bunch of dead bodies, and you're playing on, like, satanic panic, which... That should be over by now. (laughs) (laughs) Please leave that back. In the 80s. In the 80s. No. I, yeah. It's just a bummer. Sorry, guys. Yeah. The short, sweet bummer, but I think it's an important message of don't believe everything you see on lists. And just because it's a decrepit house doesn't mean it has a decrepit past. Like, it's just... exactly. Sometimes it's, things just look creepy, but they're not. Right. And it, lo- it sounds like this house was very well lived in, had very, you know, families that were brought up in it, you know. I would like the- to put a disclaimer on my statement. Okay. That statement, some things look creepy, but they're not, does not apply to dating. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> if you think that somebody is creepy... Yeah, trust that instinct. Go with, go with your gut on that one. Yeah. You don't need to go to the library to to check that out. But yeah. houses, sometimes they're just old. And that's uh-huh. okay. Yeah, but good on the people that are restoring it. Yes. I'm so excited to see how that turns out. I'm going to end up following that Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Well, great job. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, we're going to hopefully a more interesting and actually historically factual place in New Jersey. So, yeah, no, guys, if this like bodes anything to how we function, we literally don't know anything about the places most of the time until we're looking them up. We go in completely blind and then try to pull something out. And sometimes there's just nothing there. And I think that's interesting, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it doesn't make for the longest of episodes, but it really does show that, like, we're genuinely trying to figure it out as we go along. And I think that's yeah. good. Yeah. So we'll see y'all in New Jersey next week. Hopefully. What is your <laughs> said spirit wear? <laughs> what is your sage moment? <laughs> well, my spirit wear right now is <laughs> outcast. Rubbing um, ATL. Thank you very much. It has my last, you know, it's Miss Jackson. So I had, I had to buy it. Um, my sage moment is a sage moment truly because I got really excited 
but also a plug at the end. So I never win anything. I think mm-hmm. people should know that. Like, I don't ever win scratch-offs. I didn't win the lottery. I don't ever win contests that I enter. I just don't win. So, but I did win a bookstagram giveaway, which I was Yay. so excited about. Um, and I got the a thriller called Breathless, which I'm really excited to read. But I was just really genuinely I squealed when I saw that I won and she messaged me <laughs> for my address because I was like oh my gosh I, I just it just feels good to win something sometimes yeah so you're a but, winner I'm a winner and you know what here it comes you can be a winner too because we oh. are doing an Instagram giveaway of a very cool haunted or hoax wine tumbler a glow-in-the-dark ghost keychain which jennifer's husband made which is so so very cool and thanks mom <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> and scared a cat candle company made us these sage moment wax melts if you remember she also made us candles which are just so 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 wonderful and they still really are- smell so good and mine has lasted so long it lasts it's lasts so long and mm-hmm. wax melts are a great alternative if you don't want to burn candles so they're great prizes head on over to our instagram all you have to do is you know tag a friend comment your favorite haunted location and then we pick a winner mm-hmm. and then it could be you and then you can get the joy that i felt when i got this book you can and, that's all and you should because those tumblers man they're so great they're so pretty i can't wait to get my hands on the one that is for me so I brought cold brew with me to school. Mm-hmm. I left the tumbler in the car. Okay. I came back three and a half hours later and there was still ice in it. Wow. This is in August in Georgia, guys, in case you don't know. Yeah, that's impressive. A like hundred degrees outside. And it shows how versatile the tumbler can be. It can not yeah, it doesn't only have hold to wine. Be wine. It could be coffee, it could be tea, it could be your Dr. Pepper, it could be whatever you want. Vodka? But whatever you, you want. You can't win it unless you enter, so go ahead mm-hmm. and enter. And that's my stage moment <laughs> and marketing moment. <laughs> Good job. So my stage moment is a quick little fun fact again. Okay. Do you know how you can tell if a train has gone by the area that you're in? The The, the train sound? I don't know. I don't know. By the horn. You just have to look for the tracks. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was that like like actively going by. Oh. Let me my delivery was off. <laughs> Do you know how you can tell if a train has recently gone through? <laughs> oh, got you. Yes, I understand it now. Got you. That was a good one. I just wasn't connecting. Sucks. Sucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was good. I liked it. Uh, all right. Well, y'all enter the contest and we will talk to y'all next Tuesday. Yep. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. As always, we love getting suggestions from you guys. Be sure to send us your recommendations of stories to cover, locations to visit, ghost tours to go on, and all that good stuff. You can send it to hauntedorhoaxpod at gmail.com or DM us on social. 
Yeah, you can find all of our links to social as well as episodes and blogs on our website, hauntedorhoax.com. And if you feel like helping us out, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or just drop us a few stars on Spotify. Bye. Bye.